BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key, into a triple. Yes! A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. BYU hasn't played since Saturday when they beat Pacific 95-87 to in double overtime. And to say that there were some nervous moments would be an understatement. The Tigers shot far above their averages, and BYU once again turned the ball over way too much. Combined with 10 missed free throws, it was one of those games where it's all about surviving and advancing to the next game, which is exactly what BYU did. The Cougar guards came up big. Averett started the game strong, and Alex Barcelo played big in the second half and both. Both overtimes. The victory kept intact the fact that BYU still has not lost back-to-back games under head coach Mark Pope. Just an unbelievable stat and really speaks to the resiliency of this team and this coaching staff and what they are instilling in the players. It also improved BYU's record overall to 14-4 and and now 4-2 and in West Coast Conference play. With the Cougars in Portland, it will wrap up the two-game series with the Pilots. And once again, it's been a down year for Portland. They are 6-10 and overall and 0-7 in conference play. BYU beat Portland in Provo back on January 21st, 95-67. If you remember back to that game, the Pilots started the game shooting very well, but that didn't last. It was also Matt, the Matt Harms game where he scored 23 points, just dominated in that game. And I would expect more of the same tonight. Portland Portland struggles shooting, and they have nobody that can body up with BYU's bigs down low. Also, Portland's leading scorer, Ahmed Ali, is a game-time decision with an ankle injury, so they may be without their best player on top of all of it. Let's also not forget the fact that BYU has beaten Portland 10 straight times, and the Pilots right now in the midst of eight of eight in a row in which they have lost. So that's uh, certainly something to pay attention to tonight and a major uphill battle for the Portland Pilots against a motivated BYU team tonight. Some scheduling news to make you aware of, and I would assume a lot of you have already heard this, but it was announced yesterday that BYU's game at home against Gonzaga on the 27th, that has been moved up to Monday night at 9 p.m. Mountain Time. So plan accordingly for the Cougars to host the top team in the land coming up on Monday night. It's time for tonight's pregame interview, and tonight you're going to get to hear from Connor Harding. It's been a bit of an up-and-down season so far for the junior from Pocatello. Harding began the season as the starter, but was replaced in the starting lineup by Trevin Nell. Against Pacific, Connor scored seven points, including two big threes. Here's my conversation with number 44, Connor Harding. To be perfectly honest with you, it was uh, emotionally and physically draining for me to watch the game against Pacific. What was that game like to play in? Because that was insane. You, you know, you dream about playing in games like that and coming out on top. You know, it, it got two points where hard to make it up and down the court, but it's a game of will. And it just it's willpower and just a game of will. So we just got to fight through it. And, and we came out on top. You know, we gave everyone a little heart attack watching. They got their money's worth. But we knew that we were going to come coming on top of that game just the way we practice and what we do there does seem to be a lot of confidence with this team that when you guys get down or get into some of those situations that you know other teams may fold you guys more times than not have been able to come through what do you attribute that to 
I think early on when we played against USC and we had a bunch of games to really define who we were um, during the season. And when it comes down to those games like that, like we've been in situations like that all year. And so ugly or not, we just want to win. I'm curious, and it, it's kind of funny because in pregame, I'll usually say, well, you know, you kind of look at the stats of these other teams, and uh, sometimes I'll say, well, this team doesn't shoot the ball very well. And then for some reason, they'll come in and they'll shoot great against you guys. You guys see that a lot. Is is that come back to teams always wanting to give BYU their best shot? Is that kind of what that boils down to? And How concerning is that? These teams that don't shoot well, for some reason, come in and just can't miss for about 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I give credit to, to the other teams because they get into their spots and – you know, their offense and they do a good job of executing and we got to do a better job defensively to get them in uncomfortable situations where, you know, where they're say they're a driver and we need to get them to pull up or if they have to pull up, we need to get them all the way to the rim to Matt, you know, but it's been typical. If you look at last year, we had a bunch of close games and, and, you know, you never know when you're going to catch a team when they're hot. Like for example, you can have uh, Santa Clara go and beat St. Mary's because, you know, Santa Clara might be hot that night. And so, you know, every single night you just got to bring it. You never know if they're going to shoot really well or shoot really bad. You just got to play, play to win the game. And so, you know, you don't know if Portland's going to make shots that night. You don't know who's going to do it. So every single night, you know, it's, it's a big step of like, of, you know, we just got to keep the course. Your coaches have praised you in terms of how you handled going from being the starter to coming off the bench. And you seem to be getting a little bit more comfortable. I'm just curious how you looked at that, at that change for you and, and how your game is feeling at this point right now. You know, it, it was, it was pretty interesting for me just, you know, from going to the starting lineup to, you know, kind of being benched for a little while to, to play minutes. But like the biggest thing is, you just got to fight every single time, every single day. It's not, it's not given to you. You got to earn everything that, that you do on the court, outside of the court. And sometimes it's, you know, it's more satisfying um, that way is just trying to find ways uh, to be better, uh, to help the team to win. And so, you know, I think it just helped me change my mindset of trying to get back to, to myself of just like being more free, playing the game, uh, running around, hitting people, and, and that's what it comes down to. Do you think that that ability to kind of just play free and, and not worry about this stuff, do you think that's helped you get into a rhythm? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's <laughs> – uh, He's worried. He's always worried. <laughs> always. Are you always worried, Connor? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. But it's just, you know, just like kind of what I was saying, it's just put my mindset of like, you know, like, I come in, I bring energy to like getting a rebound, um, making shots, defending. And, you know, I don't know. I just had like a little, you know, kind of in the middle of the season. I don't know where my head was at. I don't know how I was playing. Like I just didn't have the energy, you know, just it was kind of a wake up call to me a little bit also. And there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. It just shows that, you know, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Uh, start over again, relearn, and start the process from scratch. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to do that. Um, I'm not afraid, you know, to to fail. But I don't feel like we're failing because we're winning. So that's that's my personality. You know, uh, all the way to high school to now. I don't care if someone scores 100 points, but if they lose, they lose. They don't go on to the next round or whatever. It's just that's just how the game is. And on the biggest like the biggest stage is the championship games or, you know, the games where you've earned 
you know, you're 13 and two and you got a Gonzaga team that's 17 and oh, like you're in those games because you win those, those close ones. You come, you come out on top and it doesn't matter how you do it. Winners find ways to win. Okay. So you guys have had to pivot quite a bit this season, this week, a perfect example. You guys were getting ready for San Diego. You don't get to play that game. Now you're playing Portland. How have you guys handled all of the maneuvering and, and how do you guys expect to handle that moving forward? How we handle change as a team it is just staying the course, trust the process of what we've done earlier this season, and just maintaining our focus. I think you know, the second matchup against Portland is going to really challenge us um, of how focused we are, how focused we are in the scout as a team, how focused we are, you know, overcoming you know these little COVID battles. But overall, you know, we got to get to the to the breaking points without breaking. How are things in the uh, Harding household? I mean, you guys are winning a lot of games. Paisley, when they get a chance to play, they're winning games. Do you guys talk a lot of basketball, by the way, at home? Or was it, when you get home, is that where basketball goes away? I think for the most part, we talk a little bit of basketball, but for the most part, it's, uh, it, it kind of goes away. You got to relax a little bit and, and turn off the motor or you just wear yourself out. We just try to help each other, you know, stay mentally strong, uh, stay stay prepared, whatever comes our way, support each other. And that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, Paisley is an inspiration to me. Like she balls out. She's a, she's a great player and she gives me confidence, you know, like, you know, I can do it. Like I can take the step because, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs in college, but you know, I'm, I'm eventually going to get over the hump and, and she's going to be a big, big part of that. Connor, great stuff. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that was Connor Harding with a very, very brief cameo from head coach Mark Pope. And obviously he was talking about his wife, Paisley Harding. Uh, The BYU women's basketball team will also be in action. They will be hosting Pepperdine coming up in about uh, 45 minutes or so. So both teams will be in action at the same time. And uh, I do want to make you aware of a lineup change. Uh, Greg Rubel, who obviously will be on the call, the voice of the Cougars, tweeted this out that uh, head coach Mark Pope uh, is going to make a lineup change. In fact, two players will be swapped into the starting five. Uh, Your starting five for BYU tonight will be Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, Gideon George, Caleb Lohner, and Matt Harms. So based off of the starting five from last game, uh, George is coming in for Trevin Nell, and Caleb Lohner will get the start uh, over Colby Lee. Uh, So that will be, by the way, the first start for Gideon George. Uh, So uh, congratulations to him getting that nod for tonight, but a different starting lineup, and you'll be able to hear more on that and uh, more on tonight's game when Greg sits down with the head coach, Mark Pope. That will be coming up in, uh, in about 20 minutes or so. You'll be able to hear that interview in its entirety. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Well, he's not going to be on the broadcast tonight, but he's going to join us on Cougar Pregame Live next. Mark Durant will join us. We'll talk about the change to the starting lineup in tonight's matchup against the Portland Pilots. That's when Cougar Pregame Live rolls on. It's presented by Mountain America Credit Union, and you're listening to it on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougars in Portland tonight to take on the Pilots. Greg Rubel on the call. He'll be going solo tonight. You'll hear from Greg in about 15 minutes. Joining us now via Zoom is the man, 
the myth, the legend. He is Mark Durant, and he is joining us from the uh, Durant Mansion in South Jordan, Utah. Uh, Mark, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Jason. I'm still recovering from that thriller Tuesday night <laughs> in San Diego where BYU pulled off. It was a great game. Great Most fans. people haven't oh. heard a lot about it, but it was great. Oh, man. You really missed it. If you didn't see that, you really <laughs> missed something. But I'm glad we're just getting at least one one game in this week. And um, I'm kind of glad it's Portland, too. I mean, you never certainly can't take anybody for granted, but it'd be nice to to have a a game where BYU should win and should win going away. But uh, after, after that Pacific game, I, I need a little bit of a break. Well, look, and that, that actually leads into one of the things that I was going to ask you about. Look, you have almost half of your league right now pausing activities due to COVID with all of the stopping, the starting, the maneuvering, etc. How can a league like the, the West Coast Conference make this season work over the next month? I mean, when you have that many teams out, that is that has got to be an absolute nightmare to try and figure this out in 30 days. Yeah, it's obviously a bad situation, but I guess I'm kind of glad it's happening now. If it's going to happen, not to say it can't happen again later, but you know, get, get these pauses out of the way. So the last, you know, two weeks in the conference tournament can happen with relative uh, with minimal interference and you're, you're just, I mean, you're not going to be able to play the whole deal. That's just the way it is. I was a little bit surprised that San Diego just said, we're, we're just canceling these games. We're not even going to try and reschedule with BYU, but you'll probably see a little bit more of that. You won't play all your games, but you know, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, the it's important for the conference to get in as many games as they can and to have their conference tournament. Obviously Gonzaga is the, standard bearer and we'll get all the attention but if you want any other teams in the tournament or to get that revenue from a conference tournament you need to make it happen so i i I guess i'd rather have it happen in the first week or two of february than in the first week or two of march i mentioned in the last segment uh, and greg tweeted this out after speaking with coach pope uh, byu is going to go with a new starting lineup Uh, they're going to put in gideon george at the three, and then Caleb Lohner down low with Matt Harms. Just your your impression of of the change, and and what do you think is behind that? Well, with Gideon, uh, I, I guess it's a why not. Uh, maybe give him a little confidence. Um, try him in a different spot in the rotations. He's a guy that can get you some points early in a game where BYU struggled a little bit to score. And you're not getting a whole lot of production from the three spot anyway, whether it's been Spencer or Connor or Trevin. They haven't played terribly, but I mean, it's not it's not like you can't put in Gideon and, and basically get that same production. He's a good defender, but I think it's more about putting another offensive player out there that can get you some points early in a game. The, fir- the first part of games has not been great for BYU, so just – maybe mix it up that way a little bit. And with Caleb, I think it's just a matter of he's playing so much better and he keeps getting better. Colby uh, does a nice job. He's he's a steadying influence. But I think you know, Caleb is to the point now where he is making good decisions, uh, is rebounding terrifically, uh, is a nice counter to Matt Harms. I think Matt and Colby are, are more similar where I think Caleb and, and Matt are, are a nice complementary duo down low. 
But I just think it's a matter of Caleb continues to get better. And so it was inevitable that he would be in the starting lineup. I, I hope it makes a difference. I mean, I think there's a lot to being able to start a game well, get up 10 or 15 uh, against teams rather than struggling at first. And then a team like Pacific starts to think, well, you know, we can beat these guys. We're in this game. It gives them momentum and confidence. And if you can kind of get on people early, like a Portland tonight, I think, you know, BYU goes up 10 early. I think the game's over. But if you mess around in your 10-minute mark, you're you're tied. It gives the other team a lot of confidence. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think it's, you know, probably a good idea to mix it up every once in a while and keep people on their toes and give people opportunities. This game tonight at Portland, I think, is a perfect example of what you were just talking about in terms of not letting a team that probably shouldn't be close with you have confidence by being close in the score, whether it's early or late. Uh, Portland is a team that BYU has handled uh, since joining the West Coast Conference. Uh, Portland has struggled to win games inside this league. They're on an eight-game losing streak right now overall. What do you expect differently in tonight's matchup versus the game in Provo where Portland really kind of came out of the gates hitting uh, some of their outside shots and then and then that faded as the game went on. What do you expect in matchup number two? Well, it's a better matchup for, for BYU uh, against Portland because they have such a, a good inside game and Portland just doesn't have the horses to stop that. And also, you look at the last two games, BYU struggled a little bit with Pacific and, and Pepperdine because they're, they're kind of a, an inside-out team. It's weird. Their bigger guys will get out and shoot the three, and the guards tend to drive, dribble, penetrate. So you've got big guys like Harms trying to chase a shooter on the three-point line, and then he's not in the paint blocking shots on the penetration. And Portland's not that type of team. They're not going to really beat you from three. They're going to try and get to the free throw line, so it allows BYU a chance to keep their bigs in the paint. And you saw what BYU's big men did last time, and I mean it was it was a, their best showing. I think Harms and uh, Harward were what fourteen of fourteen or something. Yeah, they were dominant. Like yeah, twenty three from Harms alone in that game. Yeah, so I mean this is a better game for BYU, but uh, I, I've seen a lot of things happen up up in Portland and. We always go back to Bobby Sharp. I mean, <laughs> guys get hot, and they've got some, some good players. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I think this is a better matchup for BYU overall than Pacific or Pepperdine. And uh, and they can really take advantage of their strengths, which is the, the inside game. Yeah, Jerem Jordan and I in our office were having a Bobby Sharp conversation uh, either earlier today or yesterday. These days seem to run together anymore. We're still amazed that that he hit that many threes in that game and that uh, Portland's able to win that game. It's almost to the point where I don't even want to mention his name. It's like Voldemort. You just don't want to mention the name. It just brings up such bad memories. The pilot who shall not be named. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, Mark, Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem proudly present our keys to the game. What is your biggest key to the game tonight for a Cougar win? Well, Portland lives and dies at the free throw line, so if BYU can uh, be within five attempted free throws of Portland, then I don't see any way Portland wins this game. That's, that's just too important for them. And BYU did it the last game, and yeah, I mean, Portland's going to have to play great. BYU will have to struggle, but uh, I think I think if you can keep them off the free throw line and force them to, to shoot shots and defend well, you're going to be fine. 
All right, Mark, great stuff. It's always good to talk with you. Uh, We will miss you on the broadcast tonight, uh, but I'm sure you'll be listening. And uh, we will talk to you uh, next week because BYU's got Gonzaga on Monday. we got a nice family home evening treat for everybody Monday night. That's going to be something. Gonzaga and St. Mary's in the same week in the Marriott Center. That's going to be fun. All right, Mark, great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, brother. You bet. That is Mark Durant. Again, he will not be on the broadcast tonight. Greg in Portland going solo tonight, but always love to talk with Mark. Our uh, pregame conversation, our courtside conversation, even though he wasn't technically courtside. All right, after a quick break, we'll come back and uh, kind of set up what the night looks like. It is a very, very busy night on the BYU campus. Lots of BYU Cougars teams in action tonight. We'll go over all of the schedule when we come back as Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars and the Portland Pilots coming your way from the Childs Center tonight. Tip-off from Portland is in about 35 minutes. Greg Rubel will be on the call. He'll also have more pregame coming your way in just a few minutes. But before we send you up to the Pacific Northwest, want to make sure you're aware of a very busy night involving BYU teams. Obviously, BYU basketball getting ready to go in about 35 minutes. So is BYU women's basketball. They are at home hosting Pepperdine. So that's a game that will tip off at... At 5 o'clock Mountain Time. Also tonight, BYU Women's Volleyball, the number 14 team in the country. They were supposed to play Pacific for a couple of games, and it was uh, postponed because of issues with COVID with Pacific. So BYU will now be facing Utah Valley in Orem tonight. That's a uh, match that will get underway at 6 o'clock. And then number one, BYU Men's Volleyball will be hosting number eight UCLA at the Smith Fieldhouse tonight at 7 o'clock. We will update you on all of those scores throughout the evening. All right, that's going to do it. Coming up next, it is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. We're going to get you up to Portland right after this. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. From concourse level inside the Child Center in Portland, Oregon, as today the BYU Cougars play what was supposed to be the back half of a two-game Pacific Coast road swing instead after another no-show by San Diego. It's a one-off at Portland as the Cougars play to hand the Pilots their ninth consecutive setback and their 11th straight loss to BYU, while at the same time continuing their quest to solidify a spot in the NCAA tournament. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. Once again, solo on the headset today. Mark Durant will rejoin me once the Cougars are back home for Gonzaga Monday. The league scheduling is kind of a day-to-day mishmash. That Gonzaga game came together kind of quickly, so uh, you always have to kind of wonder uh, who and when BYU will play next. But tonight's game at Portland uh, was the only one of the ten originally scheduled games for this week that wasn't postponed or canceled 
It features the only two WCC teams who have yet to suspend their activities at any point this season. BYU and Portland have been COVID-free in season. The other eight teams in the conference have all had at least one shutdown. Multiple teams have hit the COVID pause button multiple times. Coming up, we'll get the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Mark Pope, including a starting lineup change as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside the Child Center in Portland, Oregon for a Thursday night conference clash between BYU and Portland. The Cougars tonight playing their 19th game of the season. They're 14-4 coming in, 5-2 in the WCC. Portland is playing its 17th game. The Pilots have been idle since a January 25th home loss to LMU. That preceded the Lions going on a COVID pause. Portland is 6-10 on the year, 0-7 in the West Coast Conference. Pilots are on an eight-game skid right now. And in their last 48 games against conference foes, Portland has one win. It came at home last season over San Francisco. Time now for our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight we talk about how two days ago the Cougars were in San Diego on their way to a game day shoot-around when their plans for the week changed dramatically. You know, we'd done a full install on the game. Obviously, had a couple days of prep and... uh, went to San Diego uh, actually the night before we always go in the gym and then next morning we uh, get up go through our pre-game meetings pre-shoot-around meetings jump on the bus we're two minutes away from the gym and we got word that uh, that they were shutting it down so it's just COVID you know so we we uh, just took a quick pause there on the bus talked to the guys uh, made sure you know sent our performance group in uh, to kind of scrub down the gym and and had a lively practice, really good practice. Guys were focused and really focused on getting better, and, and then it was on to Portland. The mantra then, and the whole season has been, let's get better today. Right? Yeah. Even though you, did, you came ready for a game, the game wasn't going to be played, you still had an objective to use those next two hours to become a better team. Yeah, and it's, I think that's been, um, I think our guys' ability to, to just retrain their focus uh, at a moment's notice has been part of, uh, this this secret to our success so far this season, and I think that's going to be tested increasingly now in the next six weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be even more problematic and more heightened. There's always more distractions at the end of the season. You saw what happened, you know, yesterday in college basketball with, uh, you know, five or six just really really surprising upsets, and um, I, I you know I think that. The, all the you know it's February and so that happens in February and I think February plus COVID um, makes teams even more susceptible to getting distracted and and uh, so our ability to stay focused is being tested right now and and uh, we're going to work hard to be up to the challenge. You always say ask me after the game about how our focus was but since Tuesday through today how do you feel your guys have responded? Um, I think they've responded well we had a good practice yesterday but it's um you know, this is an everyday test, right? It, it really doesn't matter what we did yesterday. It doesn't matter what we do tomorrow. It matters what we do today. And so um, I do have a lot of faith in my guys. They've proven to be able to kind of put away all the other stuff and stay focused, and, and that's our challenge. And so I expect us to come compete at a really high level with a, with a lot of toughness tonight. 
you're going to change up your look a little bit tonight. Yep, uh, we're just uh, you know we've kind of done this throughout the season, and we'll keep doing it. You know, we're, we're probably, I don't think we're going to get to a final group, but um, we're going to go with. Uh, Getting at the three and Caleb at the four tonight with Matt Harms at the five and ABNBA at the one and two and and um, just see if if that gives us a little bit more flexibility uh, on the defensive end to start the game. Um, you know we play ten guys; it doesn't really matter who starts. In fact, really the trajectory of our season has been the guys that are coming off the bench are actually more productive when they're coming off the bench, which is one of the reasons sometimes you change the starting lineup. Sometimes you change the starting lineup to. Because you believe the guys moving them out of the starting line is actually making them more productive. So hopefully that'll have effect on both sides of that change, and we'll see. But we're excited about the look, and and uh, we'll give it a shot tonight. Is some of it tied to just the starts of games too. Or um, yeah, you know our our starts have been, you know, our first four minutes has been pretty, just you know on point it hasn't been great it hasn't been bad um i think it's more uh thinking about like long-term game productivity for everybody involved we're kind of thinking about the 40 minutes and the impact that the first four has on the 40 mm-hmm. and so um you know we're, we're kind of that's kind of where our mindset is right now and it like i said it'll continue to change um kind of as as needs arise but, but you know this will be the first time we've started this lineup this season we're right. excited about it okay you played portland just uh, a couple of weeks ago uh carry over from from that game to tonight do you think? well uh you know i think they're 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 same issues they push it really really hard in transition uh, we did a really solid job guarding transition at our place i think they'll push it way harder here they uh They've done an unbelievable job getting a free throw line with the exception of our game where they only got 12 free throws yeah. and then LMU where they only got two, surprisingly, uh, which was such an anomaly. They've Man, been a, serious outlier. a great team getting to the free throw line. Um, they've had different guys step up and make shots every game, a little bit surprising. Uh, but they're kind of running the same actions that cause problems. They still are really capable of spreading the floor one through five, which is which is a you know a real weapon for everybody offensively. And um, you know they they don't have a ton of size and length down low, but they uh, the way they compensate for that is by changing up defense from a three two to a two three to a man to man, switching one through five to even a one three one occasionally. So we'll have to manage changing defenses on the offensive end tonight. Yeah. And of course, they're a much different team without Ali in the lineup, and we'll have to see how he looks tonight. Yeah, you know I know. You know, they've dealt with a lot of stuff. To their credit, though, they, they haven't missed a game yet. They've they found a way to play through every game, and uh, and the guys are playing really, really hard, even though they've been a little frustrated with their results. Um, you know, like we talked about last time, they've had some big wins this, this year also. And so they're a dangerous team, and uh, anybody playing at home is, is really dangerous, especially in February, especially with, with all the distraction plus COVID. And so it's a huge game for us tonight. You know, we've been... We've been on the road for four days for one game, so we we got to come up with a with a positive result tonight. Full focus on Portland, of course, but a development during this week while we've been on the road has been moving up with that Gonzaga game to uh, Monday night. Yep, and so uh, you know it's the, the schedule will continue to change at a moment's notice, and we just got to take care of the stuff right in front of us. Uh, St. John's last night, pretty happy with them. Yeah, you know they're a good team, and I think Mike Anderson is such a first of all. He's, he's one of the best human beings I know in all of basketball. I think he's just an extraordinary human being. He's been so generous and kind to me. Like, I just love him. And he's a heck of a coach, man. And I'm not surprised that they're making a run right now. They're a talented team. They play a really unique style that's really, really uh, troublesome for everybody. And, and I'm glad to see him having success. Coach, appreciate the preview. Best of luck tonight against the Pilots, and we'll talk post game. Thanks, Greg.
That is Mark Pope and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. If you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's Click List. Order online, pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Live from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. No Mark Durant tonight, sadly, but good evening once again and welcome back high above courtside at the Trial Center here in Portland, Oregon. The Cougars seeking their 11th straight win over the Pilots. These two teams last met just two weeks ago tonight in Provo. BYU took a close game at halftime and turned it into a 28-point win. The only comfortable win the Cougars have been able to enjoy through seven league games so far. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel solo on the headset tonight. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Mr. Joshua Sturgill. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. And our broadcast interns, Andrew Gray and Kevin Hatch. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, headed by our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 and 89.1 FM HD2. Our over-the-air flagship is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, head coach Mark Pope has coined the phrase beautiful ugly to describe the way his team has won certain games this season. And at this time of the year, style points kind of take a back seat to the end result, especially on the road. And even if the aesthetics might be lacking from time to time, every win is a beautiful thing. That said, BYU's numbers are not at all unattractive. Well, the Cougars are second to Gonzaga in the WCC in scoring offense and scoring margin, field goal percentage, and field goal percentage defense. That's good. BYU is a top 75 team nationally in offensive and defensive efficiency. That's good. As well as offensive and defensive effective field goal percentage. More good. The Cougars also top 40 in two-point field goal percentage as last season's three-point dominance has been replaced by more of a reliance closer to the rim led by Matt Harms who leads BYU in points per 40 minutes played. He shoots 55% from the field while pacing BYU in block shots as a valued rim protector. So the metrics look good for a good BYU basketball team at 14-4 and four on the year, 5-2 and two in the WCC. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from Portland assistant coach Chris Buchanan as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Child Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside the Child Center in Portland, Oregon. For more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, we're previewing a late afternoon meeting between the Cougars and the Pilots. And no WCC team has had a worse record against BYU than the Pilots. They're 2-23 and all-time against BYU and just 1-14 and in their last 15 games against the Cougs. BYU beat Portland at 95-67 two weeks ago tonight at the Marriott Center for the Cougs' 10th consecutive win over Portland six weeks ago. Pilots were actually 6-2 
Since then, eight straight losses, including seven in a row to start their WCC campaign. And again, remarkably, the Pilots are 1-47 in their last 48 games against conference foes. A short time ago here in the trial center, I spoke with assistant coach at Chris Buchanan about the constant challenge of keeping a team engaged and focused from off-the-court protocols to on-court performance when the results have been less than encouraging. I think they've done a good job. I mean, it, obviously, just like kind of what you just touched on, it, it makes it difficult. You don't know when your next game is if it can get canceled. Like, we're, like we were just speaking about, you guys, you guys are down in San Diego and uh, you're on the bus, ready, ready to go, and then you're uh, you're at the airport uh, a couple hours later, coming up here. So it's so difficult for for every team at all levels. I mean, it it, it really is. But you know, I think I'll speak on behalf of us. I think our guys have done a good job. I think they've stayed relatively locked in. Um, not even with the COVID, but obviously with, with, with a little bit of losing going on. And I think they've, they've really kind of retained good focus um, and just going to kind of keep, keep striving and, and really pushing forward as a group uh, regardless what, uh, what obstacles come in our way. So from a couple of weeks ago against BYU to now, uh, the game in Provo, no Dasher, no Adams that night. How close are you to having a full availability? Because, you know, Ahmed didn't play last game. I mean, we're, we're hope we're full. Right now I think we do have a full abil- availability. Isaiah Dasher played a little bit in our last game, huh? A while ago versus LMU, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Chase is back, obviously, as well as, uh, as same with uh, with the Med, who obviously is our uh, leading scorer and uh, kind of voice on and off the court. So, but yeah, no, we're I think we're we're, we're kind of we're full tonight. We're uh, ready to go, and obviously we got a great great test in front of us with uh, with, with a great BYU team. So. BYU pulled away second half in Provo, but I'm sure when you look at the first 20 minutes, a lot of things got done that you wanted to get done against BYU. Is that fair to say? Uh, sure, of course. No, I'm a team, a team of your guys' caliber. I mean, it's that's a that's a great victory for us, or victory for us in the first half. I wish we would have played that that well in the second, but 100. percent It shows we can compete with uh, with really anyone in this league, and we just need to. As uh, Coach Porter always says, tail two halves. You want to make sure you have the kind of mirror that first half to a second half and try to. Complete, complete a full game. What's something you would take from the game in Provo right away again, and what's something you need to shore up from the first meeting? Sure. Well, definitely, um, I think you guys, I mean, about 40-plus 40, 40 points in the paint, obviously. you got Harms down there's immensely talented. And he didn't miss that night. No, nine yeah. for nine. And so I, yeah. I think uh, – I think, uh, was, uh, Harwood was five for five, so fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, fourteen yeah. for five. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's that's pretty good numbers for you guys. <laughs> but um, no, it's like definitely really really presence presence with the, with your your big fellas. They draw a lot of attention as they deserve. So I think we really need to kind of get better at uh, playing angles, better limiting, getting them to their uncomfortable spots, literally just kind of letting them sit, which is tough now, but letting them let them sit on us and just really just kind of dumping inside. As well as really, I think you guys. Uh, Top of my head, I think you guys had a really good shooting second half as well. Yeah, I scored 58, I think, yeah. in the second half. Yeah, Nell shot it well. I yeah. think um, Barcel obviously is one of the best guards in our league. I think he, he, <laughs> he had a typical night, which is a great night. And so we just kind of really got to kind of limit you guys transition-wise. And um, like I said, really, really put a big premium on the – on not limiting those post touches inside. It was an atypical night for you guys shooting free throws number wise at BYU, and then it got super outlier uh, versus LMU. Two free throw attempts in the LMU game. That is not like Portland basketball, right there. No, yeah, I mean that's uh, <clears throat> that was tough for us. Um, and I'll tell you, I don't think we shot it too too well even from three, unfortunately. But no, LMU's a good team as well. I think Eli Scott is uh, probably as close to kind of last year's Jaleel Trip. I mean, very, very, very. Yeah, he's, uh, Eli's an all league guy. All league oh, yeah. guy, no yeah. bona fide all league guy. Very talented. So uh, the big fella, Markson, had a very good game as yeah. well. But yeah, no, we need to we need to get back to really getting to that line. I think that's a real, real, real strength of ours. Obviously, I think we got a lot of guards who are quick, and very d- driving minded, 
and less perimeter oriented, which is great. But just like you said, we really, really need to get back to that. We can't, can't, be, can't be having two free throws <laughs> yeah. in a whole game expecting to, to be close in it uh, late in the second half. So. And finally, uh, the schedule shuffling happens game to game, week to week, and you found out things have shifted for you on the weekend too, right? I think uh, Pep's come on yep, the schedule. Yeah, we, yep. we now Pepperdine on Saturday, and don't ask me anything past that. We were j- just touching on great, great league, and it's going to be a very yeah. good test for us, and we gotta got to focus on this one tonight, but that's yeah. obviously something that's looming in the back of our minds. So. All right. Well, thanks again for the preview. Appreciate the time, and we'll see you down the line. Thanks, Coach. Awesome. Thanks again. All right, that is Portland assistant coach Chris Buchanan. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continuing live from Portland, Oregon, next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. Coming up, it's BYU in Portland in their 26th all-time meeting. BYU's won 23 of the preceding 25 and each of the last 10. Tonight's game is a quad four contest, one of those must-wins on any team's NCAA tournament resume that uh, for BYU is pretty well put together right now. The Cougs are penciled in into almost every available bracket. Having avoided back-to-back losses with the hard-fought home win over Pacific on the weekend, BYU tonight looking for consecutive wins since a three-point loss at Pepperdine. And sometimes a win is as simple as your best players playing at their best together. In Malibu, eight days ago, Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, and Matt Harms combined for 26 points. The three guys combined for 26 on 29% shooting against Pacific. In double overtime, they teamed up for 60 points on 61% shooting. When you've got a big three and they're playing well together, you're going to win a lot of games. And BYU's big three bounce back in a big way on the weekend, looking for more of the same tonight. I'll have some final words before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. National Anthem from the Child Center. Let's pause now. Ten seconds for stations to identify themselves on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, a change in BYU starting lineup tonight, as you heard in our pregame interview with head coach Mark Pope. Gideon George getting his first career start. Caleb Lohner, his fifth career start. For Portland, Ahmed Ali should start after missing his last game due to an ankle sprain. The game before that, he scored 32 for the Pilots. It is BYU in Portland, and we've got the starting lineup coming up next. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show from the Child Center in Portland, Oregon, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.